everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Hi-Fi Preschool and Kids Weekly Training Podcast. I'm Kayla, and I'm joined with some of our favorite friends from the Hi-Fi team, Crystal and Isaac. Um, And we are so excited today to jump in to talking about the very last week of January. You guys, I'm just going to say it. I can't believe it's already here. Like the new year has already started. And we're already talking about the end of the month, but here we are. I've forgotten all my New Year's resolutions at this point. (laughs) Like That's where we're at. It's fine. We're all fine. We're all fine. Um, But this week, we are talking about how God controls the future. So you guys know we have been in this truth about how God takes care of me with preschool. I am secure with kids. Um, And we've been talking about these different things that God controls every week. So week one, we talked about how God controls our circumstances. Week two, we talked about how God controls our stories. Last week, we looked at how God controls the world. And today, we are going to talk about how God controls the future. And so before we even jump in, we want to just fun little idea about thinking about the future. Um, and listeners, I really want you to, to tune into this as well. And, you know, if you want to share your comments with us um, in the Facebook group, that'd be great because we just always love to connect and hear what's going on in your lives. But Crystal Isaac, share with us if you could ask one question of future you, you get to ask your future self one question. What's your question that you would ask your future self? <laughs> Isaac, you got something? <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> got nothing. Oh, I think this I, is the first yeah. time on the pod that we just like stumped them. Um, I, I have something. I was, would... I was wanting Isaac oh, to go first. Okay, I was wanting sorry. Isaac to go first, but Crystal I will say go. like, I, I have a hard time trying to be like, do I answer this like a serious, like if I really could or something kind of funny? Um, I think probably maybe my most serious one would have something to do with like, man, like, where should I be investing money? Because especially as we're we're talking this week about God controls the future. I'm in my 40s. I'm a single woman. And I think about all the time, like, I am not going to be able to work forever. Like, am I am I doing enough as far as saving? Am I going to have to rely on my kids and things like that? So that's my more serious one. Um, Probably a funnier one is like, girl, what what could I change now so I'll actually be a little more committed to like taking care of myself and exercising and going to the gym <laughs> and you know like like which which um streaming subscriptions should I get rid of so I'll be less tempted to sit and watch there TV all the there time and actually get my booty out moving and exercising so that's kind of my that's kind it. of my funny one that I say so I would like to ask future me both of those questions because I think it would help set me up for success yeah I <laughs> those think are good questions I think the first question is kind of fun though too like What's the like one thing that I need to be investing in that's going to like just set me up for success financially in the future, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Isaac, what about you? Did you find one? All right. So I have a lot of like side hobbies and a lot of like random Mm -hmm. projects that I just love. I'm like typical like Enneagram 7. I just love always having a new project. So I think... (laughs) 
Like, yeah. So I think I would ask myself, like, what is the one thing that I should pursue or like go after with more of my time mm. and be more intentional about growing in this one area than maybe trying to chase all these other side things? Because mm. I know like there's some things in like I would tell my past self, like, hey, you you need to get better at this faster because <laughs> this is going to be a lot more useful than woodworking. Yeah. So yeah, that's you know fair. I. I wish the listeners could see behind Isaac right now because you see evidence of all of these hobbies, like just in this small corner of his office that we can see. You've got the electronic stuff. You've got the guitar. You've got disc golf. You've got his his crafty stuff. Like it's, there's it's a fish a tank back there. It's <laughs> it's a good time. There's a lot going on. It's a good time in Isaac's office. Let me tell you. That's funny. I love it. What about you, Kayla? Did you have something? I was just trying to think. I was so, like, uh, silly to make fun of you guys. I was trying to think, like, what was a, what's a question that I would have for my future self? Um, I think maybe just because I'm a book nerd, I, I might ask my future self, like, you know, what's what's a, a reading list that I need now that's going to prepare me well? for the future like because I think books are really helpful and important to not only read but like what we what we take for them and what we learn from them so just that out is of curiosity very nerdy. yeah yeah that's very, I'm nerdy. very nerdy but I, I would be <laughs> I curious of like I love it <laughs> I love it what could I like what could I be learning now that's gonna help mm-hmm. me in the future uh, so that's good yeah. that might be my question Well, everyone, this week, as we prepare uh, to teach about this last week uh, in uh, this particular truth for that I am secure and that God takes care of me, we are looking at the story of Paul and Silas, uh, particularly in Acts 16, when Paul and Silas are in prison. And we know that like they're in prison and then they start worshiping God And we see how God takes care of them, how he controls their future, but how they respond in an unshaky situation. Um, Mm -hmm. What what is going on in their minds and their heads and their hearts and their actions when they are they're just shaken up a little bit. Um, And you guys may have heard the quote. I can't remember exactly who said it. I probably should. But my dad would quote it to me all the time when we were growing up. But it was. He would tell us that, you know, if you want to really know what's inside of a person, like you just shake them up a little bit. And what Mm. comes out is often at the root of what's inside of our hearts whenever we're just at that moment of feeling really shaky. And Mm. as we talk about unshakable, how God is unshakable, how our security is in him, not in our circumstances, Um, I think this is going to be a really cool story that we get to unpack for preschoolers and for kids to help them understand that in the midst of circumstances that look unshaky and feel unshaky, what is true about who God is and therefore what is true about who we are because of who God is in the Uh midst of that shaky circumstance. Uh So as we look into that, um, I I just really want to ask like, we know that that the security that Paul and Silas had, even while they were in prison, not knowing what was going to come of that, we see um, how secure they are that it leads them to worship, right? They start 
having uh, mm. singing songs and hymns and praises. What is it about this story that we can teach kids about security um, through the example of Paul and Silas? Yeah, so one thing that I love, like this has probably been one of my favorite stories since I was very young because um, I just love that moment where everything seems hopeless for Paul and Silas. They're in prison. They are literally chained to a wall. And instead of complaining, instead of saying, oh, my life is so hard, or even saying, oh, why has God forgotten me? Instead, they turn and they begin to sing. They begin to worship. They begin to praise the name of God right there in that prison cell. And so many times we can probably, uh, we probably say in the story, oh, they pro the people around them probably thought that they were a little bit crazy for doing this. The other, uh, the other, um, prisoners in jail they probably thought they were a little <laughs> crazy but paul and silas they knew who they were worshiping they had experienced god's power god's security time after time after time so they weren't just worshiping god hoping that he would have like, hoping that he would just come through or hoping that he would do something amazing instead they were worshiping god with the peace of knowing that no matter what happened god had a plan for them he controls their future and no matter what happened to them he was in control and his glory would be shown so they wanted to be a part of that they wanted to share god's glory right then and there by worshiping him and i think that's a great reminder for us because mm -hmm. we can look back at all the times in our own lives i got to share a little bit last week about my personal story of how God came through and he was there when my world was out of control. But we can look back at our past and we can say, wow, God really came through for me here. Uh -huh. God really has done this for me. And that's what Paul and Silas were able to do in that prison cell. They were able to say, wow, God has done so many things for us. We can praise him knowing that he has a plan and he controls my future. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I, you know, I just... I love how we see the faithfulness of Paul and Silas and their their love and their trust in the Lord that when these trying circumstances come, how they respond, right? So like it's because that that wasn't something that happened at a moment's notice, their their response hmm. in that. Like that was built upon daily faithfulness step uh -huh. by step walking with the lord and trusting in the lord and i think it's just so sweet that we get to teach kids like and preschoolers because that this is the foundation that we're laying right now right like the faithfulness that we have in the lord today impacts the future of how we trust in the lord tomorrow Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's just such a sweet a reminder about how we can um, trust in the security of who God is in that. Crystal, how can knowing that God controls the future really help shape the identity of a child today? Um, and how can we as leaders kind of lead into that and help the kids that we serve uncover and understand their identity and who they are mm -hmm. because of the faithfulness of God. Yeah, you know, so obviously one of the things with Hi-Fi that we care a lot about is that these truths are not just things that are true, which of course they are. They're all they're all rooted in scripture, but we know that these these 12 truths that we speak about in Hi-Fi um 
really are transformational to a child's identity. And so when you think about this idea of like, I am secure, how can this transform the identity of a child? Not just like I am secure, but like God controls the future. And what we know is that kids are growing up in a world right now that is filled with uncertainty on the outside and uncertainty on the inside. When you think about the things that are totally outside Mm -hmm. of their control, um, when you think about uh, political things, when you think about things that are happening in other countries or in their communities, uh, even natural disasters, you know, thinking about the tornado that just ripped through Tennessee, where you guys are just last month, right? Like there is so much that feels out of control outside of them. But then mm. also let's talk about the stuff that feels like a little bit out of control, but it's also inside of them, right? Are people going to like me? Am I going to offend somebody? How am I going to rise above the ranks? How am I going to be noticed? And there can be so much that gets consumed with the uncertainty of the future. And you know what? The future is uncertain (laughs) because we (laughs) do not have control over what's happening on the outside. And we don't even have control over how people respond to us necessarily. But you know what? We can be secure and we can have peace, which means this feeling of just of, of being secure in something strong and unshakable. And we can have that because of who God is and his incredible love for us. And so as kids come to recognize the truth that God controls the future, all of a sudden they have this identity where I don't have to strive to be anything that would gain the approval of anybody around me. I don't have Mm. to work really hard to prove myself. I also don't have to walk in in fear of what could happen around me. I can be secure. I can have confidence. I can have comfort and I can have peace. And when kids have that about them, it is, um, it's very attractive to others, Mm. if that makes sense. You know, like like fellow kids would look at them, adults would look at them and say, how, like, how are you feeling so, how are you so peaceful? How are you so calm? How are you so confident right now? And for a kid to be able to say, it's because I know that God is in control of the future and I don't have to worry and I don't have to be afraid. That's what I think is so incredible about this Bible story. It's not just that an amazing moment of God's power where he literally frees Paul and Silas from prison, but it's that they get put in prison and their first response is to worship. They don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure they they would love if God would rescue them. It could happen in an hour. It could happen in a day. It could happen 10 years or it could happen never. But the bottom line is they worship because they know that God is good and God is in control. And that is something that can be so transformational to the identity of a child where a child says, mm. I don't need to be somebody that is consumed with worry. And I don't need to be somebody that is constantly trying to prove myself. I am secure because God is is in control of the future. Yeah, I, I think that's so important for kids to know and grasp and understand. And, and even for us as adults, like mm-hmm. as you were talking, I was trying to think back to, you know, those times and moments in my own life when things are dark and things are mm-hmm. hard. Um, mm. And when 
I respond in worship, it's it's not necessarily happy, excited, joyful hmm. feelings that are happening as I'm worshiping, but it is a moment of of surrender and yeah. trust mm-hmm. and remembering who God is. And I think that's so helpful as we think about the rhythms of our Christian faith and our Christian walk that as we live into the identity that God has for us and who we are because of who he is, it's so important that we we find ways to live that out, to say, mm-hmm. Lord, I don't know what is coming. I this This is a really dark and hard moment. I don't understand. I don't get it. I'm kind of mad about it. And you are still worthy of worship. Yeah. You're still yeah. worthy for me mm. to praise you. Um, and I think with kids, especially in this culture and in this context, it's so important to teach and to share about how our feelings don't dictate our worship. Our Amen. circumstances don't dictate our worship, that we can celebrate and worship who God is, even when we feel sad and alone and confused because that's what a lot of our kids are facing right now they are struggling with anxiety and with fear with disconnect with um feeling isolated and you know i I don't think that group likes me and all of the things that that kids are feeling right now Uh and i think it's it's so helpful for us because to as we pour these truths into these kids about who they are and their identity in Christ, because we see where they run to when their identity isn't secure, right? Mm-hmm. We see yeah. where we turn to things of the world um, mm-hmm. for relief, for assurance, for hope, and instead of turning to the Lord. So how can we as leaders really help kids look to God rather than looking to the world for that relief and for that Mm -hmm. assurance? What is it that we Mm -hmm. can do to help impart and help them understand their identity and exercising those faith muscles and who God is rather than looking for those temporary things in the world? Yeah, I think I think there's a, a several things. I'm sure Isaac's going to have even more. Um, I would I would for sure say prayer is going to be one. Um, and it seems very simple and very common, but I think it's that matter of really knowing that we don't just pray for the outcome that we would like, but mm. we pray and ask God for that peace and that sense of security right now feeling uncertain about the future, but confident that he is in control of the future. Um, If you haven't already, our our High Five blog this month is all about that, about helping kids find security through prayer. So definitely check that out. Uh, But it's such a great opportunity to help kids see that these prayer moments aren't just a matter of asking God for the outcome that we would like to see. But just asking, like, would you just assure me that you are with me? Would you remind me of your presence in my life? Would you help me to cling to the peace of knowing you're in control of the future, even as it's feeling really shaky right now? Um, I think that's a great thing that we could do with kids, uh, both this week and really anytime in our ministries. Yeah, that's great. 
Isaac, anything you would want to add to that? Crystal, I love that you said, hey, we're going to point them to God through prayer, because I think one of those very key points is just pointing them towards God. And so many times with the things that are happening in our lives that are causing those fears, causing those anxieties, those are things that are shakable. Those are things that Mm. are changing. Those are things that are constantly in flux. And a really big thing for kids and preschoolers is they don't have a lot of control of that environment around them. They don't get to make a lot of the decisions that we as adults get to make on a daily basis. A lot of those things are dictated for them. So some of that fear, some of that anxiety can come from a changing world that they feel like they have no control over. So when we get to point them to a God who is unshakable, Mm. a God who never changes, a God who is always there for them, we can share with them this relief, this assurance that he is always in control. He is always with them. He will never change. And when we put our trust in him rather than the things that do change or the things that we do trust today that can sometimes fail us, we can give them that reassurance. And one more thing that I want to kind of add with this that is so important for this story, in my opinion, as we were all talking about the story as a team, one of the things that we are looking at with how God controls our future is, yes, He controls tomorrow. Yes, he controls us as we grow up, Mm -hmm. but he also controls our eternal future. Mm. When we follow God, he has already beaten death. He has already negated sin. He has already forgiven us when we choose to follow him. And from that moment on, he is in complete control of our forever future with him. We have a future that we can look forward to with him in heaven, with worshiping him, just like Paul and Silas did, so that even in the craziest times of our life, we can look and say, you know what, God, he controls our future so that no matter what happens to me, I know that I can spend forever worshiping him. Mm -hmm. That's so important. Thank you for bringing that up, Isaac, because you're right. So often what we, when we're talking with kids, sometimes we're, okay, we're thinking about how, you know, God controls the here and now so we can trust him with what's happening right now or we can trust him with what's happening to come but ultimately, you know, we we don't want kids to view God as the one that I go to to ask stuff for because this is mm-hmm. what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in the same way that when we talk with kids about salvation, um, it's not just I need, you know, I, I am saved from this, but I am also saved to something, right? Yeah. There's this future yeah. hope, this future promise, this future life to come. Um, and so that's so valuable as we as we think with kids and talk with kids about what their future is, the tangible, what's happening next week, what's happening next month, when I'm a teenager, all of those things. But ultimately, our security is found ultimately in our forever security with God. And so no Amen. matter what is happening in our circumstances right now, we can trust that God is faithful. He is here with us now. And he will be with us then forever. So thank you for sharing that. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We are so grateful to uh, walk alongside you as you prepare to serve the kids and the preschoolers in your ministry this week. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook. We love to hear about how God is working in and through your ministry through the kids that you're teaching, the preschoolers who are learning about the Lord. And we just love to hear about how God is connecting through you and with you to reach the kids in your ministry. 
Next week, we are going to jump into a brand new truth um, as we are talking about how I am meant to know God for kids and then preschoolers. We are going to be looking at how uh, God wants me to know him. And so join us next week as we look at a brand new truth, a brand new theme, all new content. We can't wait to talk with you about this new truth of another way that kids can know how they are known by God and their identity is found in him. We'll see you next time.